Uh, obviously, I can't go without saying Doc, of course. I think that goes without saying. But we have to say uh, to him as well. Yeah. Uh, content creation if, we don't, if we don't say it, he'll get his feelings hurt. So you got to say it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'll come on and say it. So, um, so definitely, yeah, yeah, Doc. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Creator's Pod. Today on this program, we're going to talk about the uh, creators who have influenced us. The people that uh, are out in the atmosphere creating and uh, hitting it every day and and what those people did to inspire us to be the creators that we are today ourselves. So I'm going to start the conversation out by asking Alec. Alec, who is the person or person, people that inspire you that are creators and why? Uh, so there's a few different things here. There's either the people that I've sort of learned from. So, you know, with the content creation, when I was looking to get into this, I was uh, watching every office hours with Alex Lindsay to, you know, get, look, learn all about that kind of uh, stuff, the stuff they talk about on there in terms of, uh, you know, leveling up on Zoom and things like that for business side of things, but also just the general tech side. Uh, very geeky. I love that. But then there was also specific uh, individual creators like uh, Tom Buck, uh, Andrew from Podcastage for all things audio. Uh, obviously, I can't go without saying Doc, of course. I think that goes without saying, but we have to say uh, to him as well. Okay, yeah. uh, content if we don't, we don't say it, he'll get his feelings hurt, so you got to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll want to say it. So, um, so definitely, yeah, yeah, Doc. But, you know, when I was looking to start YouTube, it was those really, Tom Buck and uh, also Caleb Pike for the uh, the sort of video side of stuff. But there's another aspect, which is people who have kind of inspired us a little bit and uh, um sort of open up the possibility of YouTube. And for me, that I guess would be the first person that I ever knew who was actually on YouTube um, would have been Simon Wilson. And that's somebody that I knew through, uh, we were in the same sort of real estate investment, property investment circles in the UK. And I guess when I knew Simon was on YouTube, he was at about 4,000 subs and he's now over a million. He's got about 5 million, I think now on Facebook. So um, he's got quite a big channel, not at all the sort of stuff that I do, uh, but it was just interesting sort of following along his, with his journey and you know seeing the sort of growth that you get. And it's not necessarily an overnight thing, but uh, just a you know, consistent work gets uh, results in the long term. So uh, he he was the sort of first person that I knew on uh, on on YouTube, I suppose. Um, somebody else, though, that I've just watched for years and years and years, and although I sort of consider him a podcaster, really, would be Leo Laporte. But I always used to watch the the videos of his on uh, on YouTube since well, for however long he's been doing live streaming and live on YouTube. So he would be another another big one for me, I guess. Okay. Yeah. No, I've, I've watched Leo for years, years and years. I've kind of fallen off of late because there's just so much more other content. But yeah, I definitely, you know, for a number of years watched Leo. Dina? There's, a, there's actually, there's one oh. other guy that, that, that I'll mention. In fact, there's a, okay. there's a couple that are in this category, which is the um, people do really produced, heavily produced shows. Um, so I love boats, yachting, that kind of stuff. And so I watch a lot of those kind of YouTube channels. And one of them that I watch is called Aquaholic. And it's one of the things that sets it apart from other channels is um, the very unproduced nature of it. They're all really good videos, but it's just, I forget his name off the top of my head now, but it, the way that he presents on, on screen is a case of him just, you know, walking around talking about different yachts and things like that. Uh, but he's got this attitude which is 
you know, I'm just talking normally as if I'm talking to a friend. If I make a mistake, I don't mind just sort of moving on with it and, you know, laughing at myself. And I suppose that that was uh, somebody, people like that. There's a few creators that I watched like that, where uh, that sort of showed me that it was all right to not be doing something really highly produced. And my whole thing on my channel is uh, I screw up all the time and just run with the <laughs> run with the mistakes. So they, they, people like that have influenced me as well. This is for me. The name of that was Aquaholic? Yes, yep. Okay, cool. I just wrote it down. That's what I like boats too. I like boats as well. Uh, Michelle, tell us. <laughs> what do I like? Okay. Actually, this has nothing to do with YouTube, but it has everything to do with content creation and all of the things, you know, making, making your mark. My very first mentor was Molly Mahoney. I absolutely adore that woman. And it's, I, I adored how easy it was for her to, and I know it's not easy at all, um, for how easy it was for her to replicate and do all the things that she does as far as, you know, helping, you know, she's a coach. She's a, she's a, she's a mentor and coach and she's a performer. And the name of her group is, well, her, her, her handle is Molly Mahoney, the prepared performer. And uh, so she started off as a performer trying to help other performers, but then where she hit her stride was helping business people do what they do. And she used the, her, her knowledge of theater and all of that to do that. And she created a seven, seven figure business by doing that. I absolutely loved her. She's very polarizing. You either love her or hate her. <laughs> I love her. And, uh, and, and, and I'm still in all of her groups and all of everything. I used to be a part of her high level, um, um, her, her high ticket. Uh, group mastermind group and uh you know i'm not there but i still have access to all of the other stuff and i absolutely love that woman because she makes what we do so easy and it converts and you know she's everywhere and then she's nowhere at the same time it's just it's, she's just amazing she's an amazing person and i got to know her during the time that she was my mentor and I really, really love what she stands for. Um, so, you know, she was, she's definitely one of them. Um, of course, doc would be one doc would be the, uh, another. Um, I feel, I felt like when I met LGL or the let's get live group docs group, um, I felt like I met my people because even though I was a part of different masterminds, I I've, I've been mentored by, you know, I pay good money to be mentored by good people. Um, somehow when I met Let's Get Live, I felt like I met my tribe and, and, and I flourished there. Even though I was being mentored by Molly and uh, another one is, is Renee Banuelos. I love him too. Um, you know, I've gotten it was all part of what I needed to do. And it was, it was funny because um, 
they've all helped me in so many different ways to kind of get me prepared to where I am now. I feel like now where I am, I hear their voices in my head all the time for the things that they used to say to me. And I think that's part of, you know, you're never, it's never an accident wherever you are. You're, you're where you are for a reason, you know, to learn something. And now I can see all those things that Molly was saying to me and all those things that Renee was saying to me. Now I'm flying. I'm flying because I stood on their shoulders. So I, I, those are, those are the people that are most dear to me in the content creation space. So Rich, talk to me. Who or whom influences you? The video content creation stuff is, I'm going to say the same names that everybody may or may not say. Daniel Batal, Nimmin, the Nimmin brothers, Dick and Nee Nimmin. Nick and Dee Nimmin. <laughs> and of course, I'm Doc. But, but there's some others. In that could be Luria, dangerous to mix those two up, yes. Luria Pertucci or Callie Lewis and Leo and all those guys. Because um, I've been watching Luria since she was on G4 or whatever they used to call it, tech TV way back in the early 2000s. So, but there's other people, there's a guy named Rhett Miller, who's the lead singer for old 97s. And he's actually from here. Um, I knew him since he was 14 years old in the eighties when he was a singer songwriter in a, in a part of town called deep LM, a bunch of nightclubs and just whatever, when new wave was a thing and you know, alt rock was kind of a thing. So anyway, all night sevens have been around for 25 plus years and they were just in a guardians of the galaxy holiday special, which is kind of cool. Um, he also has a podcast called wheels off and it's all about creative people, whether they're authors or poets or like he has rock stars on there and he had Julia Cameron on here, John Julia Cameron on there. She's the one that came up with the artist way, which is the one that where you write morning pages and things like that. So, He's written children's books. He's written poetry. He wrote a crazy article for being in 9-11. He wrote it and it was published in the Atlantic. He he lived at that time. He lived down the street and around the corner from 9-11 when it all happened. And him and his girlfriend, now it's his wife and mother of his kids, but they had to walk barefoot in, in glass, blocks and blocks and blocks to get out of there. It was a crazy story. He's a super talented guy. And he's just it's somebody that you kind of grew up with and you say, golly, how does this guy get all this stuff? And it's just really cool. That's it's really just somebody I aspire to every time he does something. I just like, I just love it. Rhett Miller, R H E T T. Um, another guy is Kirby Hossaman and Alex knows him and you guys might know him too. He was on Hicks's show a while back. Cause uh, actually Hicks was on Alex's show and he called out Kirby's book. And I said, Hey, I know that guy. And I do know, I know him pretty well. So I'm going to see him Saturday night. So, but he's a content guy in my industry. I'm sorry. He, he does what I do. He's got a bigger company than I do, but he's really big into doing video and, and just all kinds of appearances and interviewing people and just putting himself out there a thousand different ways besides writing a book and writing blogs and all that stuff. So, um, guys like that, Kirby Hasselman, and then his podcast partners, Bill Petrie, I like him. And there's another, the last one in my industry is charity Gibson. And she, her actual job is national accounts manager for Peerless Umbrella. But she also does some side hustles for 
like managing social for a few other different companies. So, but she's always out there. She was all over clubhouse when it came out. She's on every platform. She's a big, big, a big presence, I guess. So people like that. That's all I have. Okay. Keely. That was a good list. Rich, I I thought That's, that was that was pretty long. Mine's longer, and oh, one good. of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons for that is that I really I I don't know maybe I'm just a very picky individual, but I find that each content creator that I'm a big fan of or has really influenced me, they've done so because there's a very particular trait or area of expertise or niche that really calls to me, and it's it, it's not that there's one creator that does it all for me. It's that I need all of these people, which I think is a really great sign for all of us, that there's not just one person that can serve the entire world. It's that you need a whole bunch. So I'll start with Mary Lou Mandel. Uh, she doesn't do necessarily content that's anything related to me, but she's so fun. And every time I watch her videos, I'm reminded about how good it is to have fun when you're creating. So that's one. Daniel Patel's already been mentioned, but I really find his techniques with YouTube optimization. I think he's really on the money and big fan of that. Shelly Nathan, because of her personality, not the same as Mary Lou Mandel, but she is very purely herself and unapologetically so. And that is very empowering for all women who are creators that are putting themselves out there. So I follow her uh, very much so. Renee Ritchie, uh, for his just unabashed nerdery, he is just, he's on a level. I, I'm watching his videos and I can follow maybe the first uh, five minutes. And then I'm like, I have no idea what's happening here. And the level of detail that he's able to go into so thoroughly, concisely, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense to people on his level. And I totally respect that from him and his, his, his production quality is fantastic. And that's why he's not working for YouTube. Uh, Gary V, somebody that I used to just get glimpses of and think, I hate that guy. Why would I ever? Oh, and then once you watch him, he is very much, he's again, unapologetic. I love that he swears all the time. It's just one of my favorite things about him. And his approach to big picture marketing and business trends He's big into Web3, and I really love that from him. Amy Porterfield, like not my jam. She's not, I should, we would never be best friends, her and I. I, I can tell you that right now. But I have been following her stuff for probably five years on course creation. And there's a reason I keep listening to her podcasts every week, even though I listen to her on two times speed. It's because she gives really good information not necessarily things that I implement all of it, but it really has shaped the way that I generally approach courses. And then the last, it's sort of three guys all together, but I've mentioned them many times already on the first, however many episodes we've had, Dickie Bush, Nicholas Cole as a group with Ship 30 for 30 and Justin Welsh as Twitter and LinkedIn content writers. I am starting to copy and copyright their tweets to understand how I can break them down and how I can repeat that for my own content. So those are all the people that I'm taking little pieces from, but I've been following them consistently. And I know that they're giving me really valuable stuff that I'm trying to incorporate in my own journey. 
That's a good list, it's, too. It's it's funny. I've been kind of late to the Daniel Batal, um, you know, game, and and just really heavily started watching it, him in just this past week with the Filmora issue. But I mean, right there, that kind of you know got me into. He's a good storyteller. He's easy to listen to. He's informative. He in the in the case of Filmora, he was. Um, dispassionate. He he told the story as it needed to be, and and didn't get over emotional, and 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 told the story really well. And so I was like, okay, I can listen to him some more. So it's a weird entry point for a a you know for, to get in, uh, you know, uh, to watch his stuff. But you know, at the same time, you know, it was a really good entry point. He told a good story and got a resolution to it. So. Uh, there's that. Um, Dina, tell me who influences I you. I would not be doing any of this if it weren't for Erica Wide's of Funny People Making Food. Um, I actually got to cook with her online before I met y'all, and that's when I knew it was possible to cook online, like live. Um, I did a class with her, and she was able to see what I was doing. I was able to see what she was doing. And I, I really, as I've been listening to y'all, I really realized that, that that's, that's who inspired the counterculture. Really. I, I felt like I was at her counter. And so, um, yeah, big shout out to Erica Wides of funny people making food. I'm also in the Mary Lou Mandel camp. It was just like, Wow look at what this person does. I had no idea who she was. You know, I didn't even know that she was, you know, Ecamm fam when I started watching her, but now it's, Oh, I need to go learn how to do this thing for a short or, or a reel I want to do. Let's see what Mary Lou's got. So that was that. And then on the businessy side, I really like Jessica Stansberry. Um, the way that she is able to explain things that doc has told us a million times somehow hits with me. So um, Doc is definitely in there as well in the mentor side. And just I've learned a lot from Doc. Um, and then Jessica just speaks a language that I get. And um, I'm trying to follow some of, of how she does things. So that's that. I listen to a lot of podcasts for food stuff. So there's Spilled Milk with Molly Weisenberg and Matthew Amsterburton. They do, um, they'll do a deep dive one session on like, ginger or oat milk and there's just something nice about their banter i feel like i'm in the room with them and it inspires me to 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 figure out how i can share my story with with my community and try to get that back and forth through the chat um and then your last meal with rachel bell is another one she talks to a celebrity about food for an hour love that uh, and then, of course, story story worthy Matthew Dix. I love his YouTube channel and the Moth Storytelling Podcast. The person that, um, other than Doc, I mean, we've been you know the, we take Doc for granted to a certain extent because he's just kind of part of our lives, and so he influences us. But we have a dialogue with him. We can pick up the phone. We can call him. We can email him. Whatever. And so. So to a certain extent, is he an influencer? Is he a creator? Absolutely. But he's also a friend. So, you know, yeah, maybe we take that for granted a little bit. But um, Tom Buck, um, 
And, you know, he, uh, I, I joke that uh, a lot of the equipment that I purchased was basically because <laughs> Tom, Tom Buck made a video about it. Um, uh, this light, uh, you know, the, the reason I'm in a Rodecaster Pro is because of Tom and, and, and some other things. And so he's influenced me, but at the same time, he's like taught me how to do things with those things that I purchased. And um, he does it in such a way it's very easy to look. You don't, uh, you know, to, to watch the videos to get what you need to do. Uh, I don't mind the occasional dad joke. Uh, the occasional dad joke. That's, you know, we have to measure those out. Uh, so, you know, Tom, Tom, and and I was, I was um, able to have dinner with him and his wife, you know, uh, about a year ago. Uh, just sit down and and I joke I it, it was pancakes it was actually we had breakfast for dinner but um you know just having the chance to talk to him about normal things and and he was a teacher and uh and how I could connect with that and so uh Tom and then um the person that um I I get things from in a in an interesting way is a guy named Harris Heller and yeah, and uh, I'm not a gamer. Um, you would think that, but no, I, I just, I, you know, I, I kind of dropped off a of gaming around ColecoVision, I think. Um, but uh, Harris just gets on and does good reviews, does good, uh, you know, uh, bits about what's going on in technology, and then he'll he'll just live stream and talk to to groups of people and he'll talk about stream beats or he'll talk about senpai gaming or, or the, all those different things that you're doing. And, and I, I think that the interesting thing that I found out is that I've been able to get pieces of information from Harris that relate back to my day job to, to, to just regular business because so much of what I do, so much of, uh, of, how I've made it through in my nine to five, uh, because, you know, especially considering the pandemic was, you know, as a salesperson, I stopped traveling. Uh, you know, I was doing hundreds of thousands of miles a year. I would be on an airplane two or three times a week. And honestly, when everything shut down and I started seeking, um, you know, advice and, and understanding of how I could build, and be more camera focused. You know, my father owned a photo studio in the 60s and 70s. I've been around cameras all my life. This is, you know, uh, in college I shot um, for a newspaper and for the Associated Press as a stringer. So I've always had the camera things, but it's it was making that leap into video. And Harris was actually the guy that got me really to the point where, you know, I was comfortable to to buy the equipment and then start poking around, and that's ended up. That's how I ended up finding Ecam, and that's how I ended up finding y'all. Was just through that confidence that was built in understanding that sure, this guy is sitting here talking about streaming music and uh, gaming, but there were bits and chunks of information within that that I took away and was able to improve my ability to work on a day to day basis just by, by, by what I learned from him and just, you know, created that confidence. So Harris Heller definitely, 
he he changed his channel name. It used to be Alpha Gaming. Now it's Senpai. But uh, good guy. Um, building a studio in his house, and that's that's always also one of those things that I like to watch. So those are um, those are the people that I kind of walk. I, I, I if I was going to throw one more creator in, uh, is a uh, Cash Jordan, and Cash Jordan is a guy who lives. Uh, he's a uh, rental broker, real estate broker in New York City. And he just goes and does tours of apartments in all the boroughs in New York. And I do not understand why I'm so interested in watching that every day. But he does a really good job of of traveling to wherever he has uh, to, showing the neighborhood and then showing the apartment. However horrible or luxurious that apartment is, he he goes through and he and he shows it. And I like the way I like the pacing. He, you know, does his own editing. He does all of his production on an iPad. So God bless him for that. So, you know, he he's probably the other person that I just, I enjoy watching and and I get something out of every day. Anybody else have anybody else to throw in? I do. Um, as you were talking about that for entertainment value, I mean, there's three guys that I watch anytime they put something out is Casey and... uh Peter McKinnon and Cody Warner, they do just fun stuff. Even if it's not technical camera techniques or whatever, it's always entertaining and it's always like watching a TV show and it's just always a good story. Mm-hmm. So any yep. of those guys, anytime they put something out, I'll, I'll pay attention to them. Keely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a tough one. I, I watch a tiny, tiny homes minimalism channel with a guy named Bryce who's a Kiwi and I, there is a way that he's able to tell a story about these little units that has convinced me that I am going to move to New Zealand someday and live in a tiny house. And I think that is a very powerful, you know, weapon in a creator's arsenal. So there you go. Tiny homes. (laughs) That's me. I had to stop. I used to watch anything I could on tiny homes, but it would give my wife anxiety that to think that, I was in love with tiny homes so much because she, you know, she wants more real estate. She doesn't want less real estate. So I kind of, you know, anything that I watch about tiny homes now, I kind of watch under the covers or I don't, don't let her know that I'm watching, watching it. But the moving to New Zealand thing, absolutely. I would do that in a heartbeat. I had a high school friend that moved there and uh, works for New Zealand air or New Zealand. And he loves it there. And uh, he's, he's talked to us uh, about, you know, coming over and visiting. So anyone else? The top row, anything from the top row? I got, I got two more. Well, more people. Um, Justin Brown. Oh my God. I call him my Aussie boyfriend. He doesn't know that, but um, (laughs) I love him. I love the way he explains, you know, he does explainer videos. He does tutorials. He does, you know, you know, uh, I just love the way he does what he does. Uh, he's, he comes from a, pro, uh, a production background where he used to do, um, you know, high like sports production and stuff like that. And then he turned it into a business and I really, um, I really like what he's doing. So he's one of those people, of course, the Nemanati. I was the original OG in the Nemanati from back in the day. Um, so Nick and D. Um, but um, 
two people that I love to watch all the time. I watch, I consume everything they put out are, uh, these are Canva experts and it's Ronnie Hermosa and Diana Munoz. And they're married, a married couple, and they have a channel that uh, just hit, oh gosh, I think it was just over a hundred thousand or, or maybe even more than that by now. Um, so um, yes, more than that. So anyway, they're like Canva experts and I love the way that they explain everything Canva and all the new things that are coming out. And, you know, so they're my gurus, they're my Canva gurus. And even though I'm a part of the Canva, um, um, you know, the Canva crew, I'm a, I'm a Canva champion. Um, you know, next goal is to, is to be a Canva canvassador. So, but those are the people that I look to look up to in that space. And I love the way they tell stories and how they use the tool that I use every day, you know, how they, how they just bring it to life. I love it. Yeah. My last one would be um, Jess Seward from Roots and Refuge Farm. She, she does some great garden stuff. Um, Very personable, very relatable and probably a little influential on, on how I have, have made my thing. One more that I'd mention would be uh, Graham Cochran. And I suppose the specific reason to mention him is um, he's the one that's put this little seed of an idea in my head about how we're, we're all looking at, you know, cross posting, posting to all these different platforms and things like that. And his, his approach to this is always um, forget posting to all of the platforms, just focus on using that time that you would have spent doing all of the repurposing or whatever it takes to actually maintain all of these different platforms and just double down on YouTube and he just posts his videos to YouTube. Uh, the top two things that he says he can do with his time is either create another video for YouTube or to be sending out you know, something to his email list or crafting something else for his email funnel. Um, and so you know, I'm planning on spending the first six months <laughs> building out all of these other platforms and posting consistently to all of them and then uh, see what happens if I just pull the plug halfway through the year and <laughs> see what effect that has on uh growth because we need data really to back this whole thing up so it's a case of seeing seeing how that works all right that's perfect thank you all for your uh input on this it's a, been a great episode and i hope uh people out in the audience got something from it too uh let us know in the comments who your biggest influencers are uh we'd love to hear from you so go ahead and uh put some notes in or drop us an email and we'd love to hear from you so thank you very much we enjoy have a great night Thanks for hopping into our creator's pod. If you enjoyed it, we'd love if you would subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Tell a friend about it too. Check out the video version on our YouTube channel, Creator's Pod. The Creator's Pod is produced by C22 Media. Alec Johnson, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rich Graham, Rob Valls, and me, Dina Taylor. Thanks, y'all. Are you sure they shouldn't write us a Word document? Ha, 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 ha.